Well, hello, hello, ladies. How is everyone tonight? Hey there. Hello. How you doing? I'm exhausted, but I'm very excited to be here. We have a super fun show lined up, and I can't wait. Yeah. So I have been traveling a lot, which has been fun. It can be exhausting, but it's super fun. And uh, I, so funny that there's been like all this tiki coming into my life. I don't know why, but I was recently in Boise, which has this crazy bar scene that I would have never expected. I don't know what the hell I thought Boise was going to be, just like Napoleon Dynamite's town or something. <laughs> That's really what I thought of it. <laughs> I had no idea. That's a very, very rich restaurant and bar scene. Uh, and everybody's just super hip and you know, they were drinking like mid to top shelf stuff. And I was just so impressed. Delicious food. Um, There's this rooftop tiki bar that has like flaming things and just just really, really super cool. And then um, we ate at this Thai restaurant and they were making just some phenomenal tiki drinks, beautiful garnishes and in the proper crockery and mugs (laughs) and stuff. So there's just been all this tiki in my life. And then I uh, was in Seattle yesterday for a few days and came upon another gorgeous rooftop bar mm-hmm. that does tropical drinks and they do them very, very well. You have a view of Lake Washington and the Space Needle and the, the mountains. And I'm just, where the hell am I? It was just amazing. <laughs> and I hate heights. So to tell you guys that I'm on all these rooftop bars is... <laughs> odd in itself. So let's let's just get right into the show because this guest is so exciting and I, she gave us so much of her time and I think we're going to have a really awesome discussion. So let's do it. Let's do Jenny, it. Who, do we, who do we have tonight, Jenny? Well, my friends, I could not be more excited about tonight's guest as she is a fellow rumder woman like myself. Well, I am so equally excited about our guest as she is a crazy talented mixologist. Hey ladies, I'm excited too about our guest because she's a very special author, a total badass. Please welcome the author of Tiki Modern Tropical Cocktails, mixologist, spirits educator, rum expert, history nerd, beverage director, cocktail consultant, Shannon Mustafer. Welcome to the show, Shannon. having me you're making me sound like everything so I hope I can live up to all these uh all these accolades it's it's wonderful to be here and I I love supporting any creative endeavor by a woman so thanks again for reaching out and having me on thank you we feel the same way and that's why we wanted to have you on the show so we Mm -hmm. are super excited and for the guests and our listeners that don't know you are the so this is the first cocktail book written by a working african-american bartender in more than 100 years is that correct yes that's correct there have been other authors since tom bullock wrote his book in 1919 you know authors of color writing on the topic of spirits and cocktails and history but i'm, I'm the only one that's worked behind the bar to do that since his book, The Ideal uh, Bartender. Wow. So this show, really the purpose of this podcast, I started out podcasting with another show called Metal Rock and Whiskey. 
and it's me and some dudes and we talk about metal bands and whiskey and kind of argue and you know that's kind of how we started as i went on i kept wanting to talk about things and i thought well this isn't appropriate so we created this show so that women could tell their truths uncensored you know and as we all know that's you don't always have the platform to do that or the safety to do that and we want to highlight women who are just kicking ass in industries that are male dominated we had a guest actually say to that when i when i said that well what industry isn't it's the whole world kind of and we you know yeah. we laughed our industry has had a lot of a lot of problems i think more than some if you're a woman for us, you know, we've had some unique struggles being behind the bar, representing brands, things like that. So I want to talk a little bit about that and ask you, let's just start though. I know you're originally from the South. Tell us about being a woman in the South and coming into your professional career. Were there any, do you feel like it may have been easier or more challenging for you? Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, I didn't work, work in hospitality in the South. I didn't do that until well after college, and uh, I went to school in Providence, lived there for a decade, and moved to New York 13 years ago, so I, I didn't, I can't tell you about that as okay. far as, like, being in the South. Yeah. Yeah. Um, being here in Brooklyn, I think, was is way more progressive than any other city, mm-hmm. you know, in the U.S., and so <clears throat> we have problems here. Yeah. Um, I did have, you know, some trouble initially, you know, trying to convince the, the owner of the restaurant where I was working as a server for a few years that I could work behind the bar. Like it was just a bit of a boys club, that whole like management system and the guys that were running the bar and setting it up, they didn't see women behind the bar. They didn't want to, but I really wanted to shift. So I just kept insisting on it. And I finally got one, maybe like two here and there, but you know, I did eventually get pushed out. Like one of the managers there, like just really had it out for me and, was really nitpicky and critical and just made it really unpleasant. And I'll be honest, like I wasn't that good at it. Let's not even lie. But there are people doing the same thing and it was fine. Mm-hmm, you know, yeah. and if I did it, it was a big giant problem. And then I was just like, I don't need the headache. So I left and it's whatever, like water under the bridge, you know, well cordial now. And, you know, I think some of what went on had to do with his age and he was relatively new to managing people and that can be a problem for people regardless of their gender right because <laughs> some people sure. don't know that oh, yeah. oh, yes. you know, oh, yes. they're not coming from a leadership <clears throat> perspective they're coming from a well i got this perspective and it's like no sweetie it's like first of all it's a neighborhood restaurant in Brooklyn. Like, what is it that you bought anyway <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's like you think you're all that because you okay all right <laughs> wow. <laughs> if this is that exciting to you, like, what is the rest of your life? <laughs> wow. That's so true. I yeah. feel like it, it seems like it's a stage for people, you know, and, and I mean, and that's kind of good because you is if if people think my job is all fun and no work, then I'm doing my job well. Right. But we know that that's not what it is. And the people that work in the industry and, you know, when they're young, especially, and think that's what it's going to be like and still act like it's like that. And they're like, oh, look, I'm in charge of this show. <laughs> and it's like, dude, go clean a freaking toilet and then we'll talk, okay? It's like, um, yeah. by the way, we don't have any mint for service today. Do you right. think about that? Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. Stop posturing with the guests and go get me some free place. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so kind of, you know, going back to that, 
do you feel like being a woman in the spirits industry poses extra challenges than maybe some other industries? I think because, I don't know, from my perspective, when you mix alcohol and you mix, you know, the bars, I, I mean, I'm, I'm in my mid forties. So when I started out, the bar scene was very much mostly comprised of men, you know, belling up to the bar. It, it was, it, I've seen the changes myself, big changes. So I've always felt like it's even more brutal to go into an industry like this as a woman. Would you agree with that? Well, here's the thing. I mean, everyone has their own experience, right? And I never perceived being a woman or a woman of color as something that would make it more difficult for me to get to where I wanted to go. And I think it just has a lot to do with the fact that I've been fortunate to work with a lot of women along the way, like women that own the businesses that I worked in. And so that element was already kind of out of the way. Like my first bar job was in a wine bar that was owned by a wine shop that was owned by a woman. And I worked for her in that environment. And so didn't have to deal with that, you know, misogyny element. And, you know, later I worked as a wine buyer for another business that was owned by a woman. And so I spent like the first five odd years in my hospitality bar work in New York working for women. So I think I was kind of shielded from a lot of that, that stuff. And then- yeah, it was great, you know. And yeah, yeah, you were shielded. I can tell you for sure. I was, I'm like, no, it was <laughs> great. It's good. Like, I hear all these stories, and I'm like, wow, I'm so glad I didn't go through that. I just, I'm like, I mean, it was just like the environments. Like, I was yeah. working in a wine bar. I wasn't like working in, in bars <clears> that were <throat> until three or four. Like, that has a whole different mood and atmosphere. You know, I just, sure. I've always worked in restaurants. You know, like, have I have I worked in something that was just a bar? Like, maybe once or twice. Like, I mostly stuck to restaurants, which. Yeah, they had their fair share of, of things going on as well. But um, I would say, if anything, um, outside of the, the bar restaurant environment itself, right, there are things that impact us as women and as people of color that do make it difficult to advance in an industry. And it's not necessarily, you know, the industry that's causing you problems. This is like society that's causing you a problem, right? Um, yeah. You know, like, you know, it's like, you know, when it comes to like our health and you know, time we need to ourselves to maintain mm-hmm. our health, depending on where you're at in life and what's going on. Society does not support that, you know, and, you know, exactly. I, I can just cite like a procedure that I needed to have done. And I just remember being like, but I can't take that much time off from work. But it's like, right. yeah, but you need to take time off from work right. mm-hmm. for your right. health. So right. the thing like being K- Kayla and I talk about it all the time, you know, mm-hmm. I, we are all going to be in depends. When, by the time we're in our 50s, like it's it's almost going to be like, oh, you're wearing Depends already? You must have been a person in hospitality. You know, you don't even <laughs> like yeah. when people say, oh, I'm getting a break. I'm like, oh, that's so cute. What's a break? I don't know. That I don't know what you're talking about. Like the simple things, you know, I, I, <laughs> I find very indicative of this industry and uniquely sometimes for women as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just kind of keeping, I feel like I like off of what you were saying, it's almost like you know, the little things that you can do for yourself or your health and well-being aren't frequently afforded to anybody in our industry, really. It's a, it's a problem. And we have been working on it. I do, I do think it's been improving. But yeah, specifically for how, like you said, if you need to take a day to go to a doctor's visit or something, that makes me think, do you have advice for young women in the country that you would like to based on your experience, based on kind of the struggle, whether it's personal to you or just the industry in general, do you have any advice for young women on how to kind of handle those struggles? Well, yeah, I mean, I think first and foremost, and it's 
easier said than done from where I'm at right now. You know, I just hit the 4-0, you know, fabulous 40. You know, wow. I like to think yeah. better. I'm in a place in my life where I'm like, yes. You know, it's one. You know, it's like I, jo- I have to joke with a friend, right? It's like we talk about grown and sexy and we kind of laugh at it. But I'm like, you know what? Uh-huh. How about sexy and in control? You know, and by, yeah. by sexy and in control, it means right like you know on. who you are. You care about yourself. You value yourself. And you're taking responsibility for your choices, for your life, for the circumstances, like no matter what, you know, and I would say young ladies out there, like make it your priority to become what I call sexy and in control. And right. And that's not has nothing to do with your looks. It just has to do with your total commitment to yourself, your well-being, your future, your finances, you know, like surrounding yourself with positive people, surrounding yourself with people that inspire you, like drinking lots of water like people throw around like self-care and I think that people tend to approach it from a topical point of view but this is like it's more about like realize that your life is gonna end at some point and I hate to be grim but you don't have all the time in the world you really don't you don't know like when your ability to like make money or no do the things that you have on your list to do you don't know how long it's gonna last so I say you know Appreciate what you have right now. Get clear about where you want to go, and don't fuck around with your time. Don't play. Yeah, love it. Most of it. I love it. I love that. That's brilliant. I love it. And you know, I feel like people who have philosophy like that, you—it's indicative of what you accomplish. And I mean, you have you know ten titles, and you know, I mean, you're doing things that that you know your book was written up in the LA Times, and I mean, I think that's. I think that philosophy goes hand in hand with success very, very often. And so um, I think that's just so, I think your success is proof of that philosophy. And I, I really respect that. And I am here drinking a giant thing of water because I have to (laughs) remind myself to drink more water. (laughs) Let's real quick talk about the book, the book. So my, my, my friends who are listening, if you have not gotten this book, go freaking get it. If you think you don't want it because it's about Tiki, this is what I'm going to tell you. And our listeners know me. First of all, I'm a whiskey girl, period, end of story. I've been doing cocktails for so long that, you know, I feel ancient. Um, I go through waves where I'm interested in cocktails and then I don't give a shit anymore. And then I'm, I have nothing left to give. I cannot come up with another recipe. Leave me alone. And I'll go, walk away from them for like four months and all of a sudden like, oh, I want to create. And so I go through these waves. I have a strange relationship with rum. And that is very much because of the time and place that I started bartending and that I got into cocktails, which was the late 80s and early 90s. Terrible time for spirits, period. But what was on offer to me, you know, with not having a lot of knowledge and not understanding much in my 20s and no one really giving a shit to train me properly was, you know, Bacardi and uh, who knows what, you know, and just, hey. um, <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, sorry, just syrupy, oversweet, you know, fake juice cocktails. And, and, you know, I, yeah. I, I know the history of Tiki cocktails now, of course, I know the beautiful place in our history and the interesting history of, of how they came about. What I want to say about your book is this. Although I am deathly allergic to pineapple, which No, makes you're me- one of those. Oh, no, it's terrible. No. It's, oh, it's terrible. Oh. And it's, yeah, the worst thing is it started as an adult. 
and I loved pineapple. So Aww. I have to be careful even tasting. I can taste it a little bit, and then my tongue will start to t- tingle. Oh. So I'm always I'm afraid when I go to when I go to tiki places that they really are going to trust that I'm going to drop dead on the floor if you give me any pineapple, right? So I, I stay away from them, and I. Just recently, have I've been writing a cocktail menu for a Japanese restaurant, and I am so excited to be working with sake. And, of course, I keep going towards the tropical and going towards the tropical feel and the island drinks, and that's just yeah. what I'm feeling with it. And uh, I come across in your book Windfall, and I see um, mezcal. I'm not a tequila person. I do like mezcal and sake, and I'm like, oh, my God. Yes, here we go. I found a new love for tiki from your book, looking at your recipes. I also love that you have recommended spirits. I think this is crucial. And I'm going to tell you that I'm going to copy you a little bit because I have a cocktail book that's just about to come out. And I wanted to do that, but I'm a brand ambassador for one brand. And I'm like, oh, should I do it? Should I not? I don't give a shit. I'm going to do it because I feel like the spirit is very important and certainly is in rum, you know, your application matching the spirit. Like you just can't take one rum because of the different, just like with whiskey, the category is ginormous. And I love that. It'd be like if someone's like, Oh wait, I want to use Diplomatico uh, Exclusiva Reserva. And it's like, no, I'm I'm calling for a Demerara rum. Like these are, two different worlds yeah yeah sorry I cut you off no 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 please that's and that's what I love about it so um listeners if you don't have this book yet so you you've got the recipe and then a little bit about the recipe and then recommended spirit listen to this book this is how a you're going to learn about rum b you're going to learn about the different flavors and c it's your fault when cocktails don't come out right if you don't (laughs) follow to the letter in a cocktail book I have no shame saying this. I can't tell you how many times I make a cocktail for a guest. They say, oh, what's the recipe? I give it to them and I say to them, but you must make it exactly like I am saying on this napkin. They'll come back to me. <laughs> oh, it didn't work out. Or I'll hear people, oh, yeah, I tried that cocktail. I didn't like it. Well, Okay, can I just interject? Can I ask you to please. speak to the individual who left a really salty review on Amazon? I tried for these. None of these work. Just Where look, it's they? terrible. Uh, <laughs> okay, so that- I saw that and I was like, oh, you're just saying that you're not good at following the rest Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it is. And you know what's funny is- I tried four times and I'm still not smart. I'm like, oh. Right. <laughs> what do you want me to do for you, honey? What do you want me to do? <laughs> exactly. You don't hear people go, oh, oh, I couldn't make that pie recipe. So therefore this book sucks. No. <laughs> just fuck you. The book, you know, the book doesn't suck. You know, you just can't make, and that's fine. And I, and, but why with a cocktail book do people go, Oh, this is bullshit. Cause it didn't, I didn't, it didn't come out right. That's cause you're not following. And you know, every time, and the reason I'm saying this is because I will oh go down and I'll uh. go, okay, did you use sugar or did you make the simple syrup? Like I told you to, well, we use the sugar. Okay. No. 
go away. Or, you know, did you, and then we'll drill, and then they'll look at me and I'll say, this is the thing. It's not as easy as it looks, but it can be if you take the time. We took the time to spell it out for you, to research this, to comprise it, understand all of the components. We're not asking you to do that. We've done it for you. Now take this. So if you don't want to make cocktails based on a book, don't eat, just then don't bother. Have the book on your shelf so you look smart and cool, and that's great. But <laughs> this is such an excellent example of a great way that me as a brand ambassador, I know you're a former brand ambassador, loves to teach people about spirits. So every time, this, and this is, I'm going to talk about the difference between men and women for a minute. The question was posed once on another podcast, all men and then me. So when you have guests come over and they are not whiskey drinkers, what do you serve them? I love this question. And of all the men said, oh, a really good quality, high proof whiskey. And I said, bullshit. You can all just, just fuck off. That's so crazy. Why would you sit there with someone that doesn't drink whiskey? That's ridiculous. So I say, I make them a beautiful cocktail. And then they go, what? There's whiskey in here? And I go, yes. Welcome to the love of whiskey. Mm -hmm. And then I make them another cocktail with a different whiskey that tastes different. Oh my gosh, I never knew that whiskeys tasted different. They do. Isn't that great? Maybe one day <laughs> we'll drink it neat. Maybe they won't. But this is such a, this book, uh, I mean, aside from the cocktail, is such an excellent way to teach people about rum. I think, in my opinion, that's what you killed it with. I think you just fucking killed it with teaching people about the beautiful variations and the categories in these cocktails. So I commend you for that. I love it. That's that's my takeaway. That's what I really fell in love with about the book. It's cool that you hit on that element because that's why I started making tiki cocktails in the first place after having bodies open for a year and resisting that that approach because I, I knew that there was a lot of negative perception around rum and that it was sweet and people didn't want those kinds of cocktails. So I started off with a kind of like Cuban style cocktail, like really light and dry, fresh tropical drink menu, which did fine. But the more I learned about tiki, the more I came to realize that the best way to showcase rum and all of its diversity and all the different flavors it can offer is in a tiki drink. Yeah. And so that's how I ended up in the, in the tiki rum. Through rum, through the love of rum. That's, that's what's behind all of it. I'm also a huge fan of rum. I, I'm, but I'm more of a, I don't know it as in depth as you. Like I always talk about how much I love my rum. I'll say the flavors that I like and everything. And I remember we were discussing one last time, uh, Sailor and Kayla, and you're like, something about like the, the earth that was really volcanic. I'm like, I'm not going to sit here and say I taste the volcano. <laughs> But the flavor profile for me was really good. So I, I definitely, uh, I ordered this book. I cannot wait to get my hands on it. I live in South Florida. Everything is very tiki, tropical. So I can't wait to, you know, try these on my own and, and, and uh, serve it up to, <clears throat> excuse me, to my hubby and my, my family. So speaking to a fellow rum lover, what do you want um, Americans to know about rum? Your takeaway. So Americans should know that rum is very diverse. You can make it in over 90 countries. And as a result of that, no two rums are the same. So if you've had a rum that you didn't enjoy, don't take that as a sign that you don't like rum. It just means that you didn't try something that works for you. You know, Don Beach said, um, 
Oh, no, Trader Vic said, you know, um, there's a rum for anybody, right? Depending on what you like. So if you like something that's dry and light and crisp, they got that. If you want something that's like really bold and earthy and punchy, you can get that from Demerara rums. Like if you want funky and kind of like fruity, that could be cachaça, that could be rum agricole. Yeah, I, I would, you know, encourage people to recognize that it's a lot of fun to explore. You just got to find bars you trust and bartenders that'll taste you on stuff. And I know it's intimidating to buy bottles that you don't know. I get it. I don't like to do that either. And I work in the industry. So I say, you know, just come on. Like one time, no, I'm going to keep it on the positive anyway. I'm going to say is that um, <laughs> I had a recent experience with a bottle that was given to me and I tasted it and I couldn't swallow it. Like, I, <laughs> <laughs> it was like instantly rejected it was like Puh. i was like i can't believe how bad this is and i've had a lot of oh, no. disappointing stuff but this was just not my body's like nope nope so i'm saying i've been there as well i've had that experience with rum so i get it but there, it's a safe space now we got a lot of great bars all over the country with like tropical leaning programs and you know, a dedication to good spirits, that's where you go. Somewhere they have overall good spirit selection because if that's the way they're bringing stuff in, they're not going to bring in, you know, iffy rum. So find a bar, great spirit selection, ask them to help you. People that take the time to bring in good stuff, they want you to know about it. And don't be afraid to ask questions and to just try it yourself. Right, that's how you learn, oh, yeah. right? Yeah, and remember to have fun too because girls just yeah. want to. Have yeah. rum, I mean fun. <laughs> have rum, yes, I like that it. too. <laughs> Really I need to make that T-shirt. I've been threatening to do that for years, but I really yeah, need to pull the trigger. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yep. If you do, I'm buying one. I love that. Same. Same. I think you, you brought up an important thing that I think I want to keep drumming into people's heads is that you, if you ask, if you're in a in a good quality bar and you are, let's pretend I'm going into bar and I'm like, look, you know, I'd like to try one of these. You know, I'd like to try a really good rum cocktail. And they say, oh, I can make you this with this. Well, can I just taste a little bit of that rum just so I understand the Sure, of course you can. That should be the answer. They're not going to give you a glass of rum for free. They're going to give you a little tiny sip. And that should, they should say yes to you so you can understand that spirit. Or they should say to you, you know, I tr- let, let, they ask you a few questions about what you like. I'm going to make this for you. And if you don't like it, I'll make you something else. Those are the two answers you should get. If you don't, run away. Run back to your mm-hmm. car and drive to the next bar. Also, in liquor stores, you can ask for tastings. They may not always have something open for you, but you'd be surprised. Uh, so ask your, your liquor stores if they have, you know, oh, I'm interested in this, or ask if they know anything about it or if they've heard other customer comments. Are The people that work in liquor stores are often a wealth of knowledge if you're in a really good store. And they can be helpful too. And then you have the Googles. The Google. Search the Google, you know, and then you have beautiful books like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is a beautiful book. It really is gorgeous. The photography, everything. Oh. So for people who are okay. just wanting a nice book for their table, I mean, you'll get into the rum later. Just get it for the pictures too, because it's just gorgeous. Seriously, you could cut them out and frame them and hang them on the wall. They're so beautiful. I love it. Oh, yeah. That was the goal. That was that was literally the goal when I was really? working on a concept with my uh, photographer, Noah Fex, awesome. and with our editor. We the, the level of ambition. I, I went to RISD. I went to art school. So Rizzy. I wanted to make yay. Yeah. I wanted to make 
images, not pictures okay. of cocktails. So the idea is like, I need images that I can blow up and put on a wall in a gallery. You know, something that's strong true. enough to live in a museum if it ever come to that. So that's you what I was it. going for. That was the wow. idea. Like we wanted that's to right. go beyond in every every way we could on this book, like in the recipes oh, and the way you describe the flavors. And we wanted to give people something different because that's mm-hmm. what Tiki's all about. It's a surprise. Mm-hmm. It's like unexpected. It's transportive. I'm getting mm-hmm. fired up. I think you can see this, but that's good. That's, that's what you're talking about. In a, yeah, no, I, I need that to come through in the package itself, you know, yeah. not just like an idea, but like a tangible reality that Tiki takes you places. Mm-hmm. It's a jo- it's a joyful book. And that's what I get out of it is the minute that I, so I feel like it's a hardcover, which I love. I adore hardcover books because I'm a book person. I love this. I love to smell them. I'm a weirdo, but the joy. So every, there's joy in every picture there's joy in, I can tell that it was joyful to put it together. I can, I could feel that, you know, anytime there are people, including yourself in the book, you have big smiles on your faces. It just feels joyous. And I adore that. I, because that's what we want cocktails to be for everyone Mm -hmm. is a joyous thing. It's a social and communal thing. And that's another thing that I think is so great about this is this is such a great party book, you know, um, and I, and I would tell guests, you know, at my bar or at my tastings and classes, take four of these recipes, you know, and everybody is responsible for mastering one of these cocktails and come together as a party. That way, everybody only buys one bottle of rum and they're all different. And you can do a little tasting together and taste the cocktails together. You've set that up so beautifully in this book. And that creates community. And I love that. Love it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm getting so much feedback on the the punch recipes and that's because people are making it with their friends and having so much fun yes. with their friends, enjoying the punch. And I'm, I'm really happy that I don't have to be the bartender in this case. It's like that book is doing it all for me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, here you go. Enjoy oh, that. God. I can't wait for that. Yeah, <laughs> my hands are so clean. But yeah, the punch, the punch chapter is where that really comes into play. You know, people just having fun together with the people they care about. Yeah, Kayla and I are big time punch girls. We both have very similar <laughs> minds. And for me, anytime I walk into a bar that has problems, I always say to them, let's batch up some cocktails for you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can have oh. precise cocktails served yeah. the same way every time. It's great for volume. You know, it doesn't matter who's working. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's done. You're safe. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and so I'm all about, you know, there's a little distillery in northern Idaho, right near where I live, who makes beautiful brandy mead, distilled mead. And they do this um, cider, uh, distilled cider, gorgeous spirits. Nobody knows what to do with them. So they, they got they got placed on shelves. And so I walk in and because I help I consult for them and I get from the bartender. So how's the selling? Oh, not really well. And I don't know what it is. And I'm like, Oh shit. Okay. (laughs) The first thing I say is let's make a punch program. Ta-da! And that solves the problem, you know? Um, So I love that. And I think we are getting back to punch culture as a society in America. And I'm very excited about that. That's always how I kind of write my recipes for people that say to me, Oh, I'm having a party and I want to buy this this bottle, but you know, what can I make for friends? And I say, well, let me give you a recipe for a punch because you can make it ahead of time, stick it in your fridge. Boom, bang, boom. 
-hmm. and it's going to, and then you can make all kinds of fun garnish and make it look fancy, but it's going to be really simple for you. So that's another awesome thing that I'm excited to see come back. So rum, I feel like rum is so, so versatile and punch. You can, you can do and play a lot with it so much. That's why I love it so much. (laughs) Yeah. I mean that and incorporated with other spirits as well. Like you look at the earliest American punch bowls, you know, it's brandy and rum and cognac and, you know, apple brandy and pear brandy and rum and, you know, rum and whiskey. So it's, it's really friendly. It plays with so many things and that's, you know, one of the keys to my, my creativity as a bartender really came alive when I started working with rum. Like I was a diehard, you know, Manhattan and the martini type girl. And I enjoy those on occasion, but like, there's something about those templates that really didn't give me a lot of room to play. Mm-hmm. But with rum, it's just like, all bets are off. And now the challenge for me is like, okay, girl, calm down. <laughs> okay. Do you, do you well, have a favorite profile of rum? Yeah, I, well, it depends on the hour, right? Okay. So <laughs> my everyday all-purpose profile is an overproof, unaged, high-acid Jamaica rum, a.k.a. rum fire, or uh, Ray and Nephew. And that's just because that yeah. was how it was in the old day, okay? Before it went into a barrel, before it traveled across the world, it was moonshine, and it was lit, okay? So I like my rum like that. Along the same lines, I also enjoy Clara. Clara is from Haiti, similar idea in that, they never industrialize, you know, it's always so kind of like village production, almost like palenques in uh, Mexico that you get the mezcal from. Like if you put one side by side, they kind of have the same vibe and look like there's a, a gentleman there hand feeding, you know, dried vegetable material into a small pot and, you know, evaluating the spirit by looking at the size of the bubbles. And like he knows the proof that way, like super of the earth. On the other end of the spectrum, if I'm like on serious vacation or I have like a good day or two, where I'm not really busy and I want to treat myself a Guyana rum aged for 15 or more years with a cigar. Mm. Yes. So I think yeah. I from, from the country to the mansion in, in five seconds, you know, but <laughs> you and Kayla, you and Kayla are soul sisters there. That's are you the cigar? Yeah. yeah. It's so yeah, fun. Cigar huh? And the Guyana rum specifically. Yes. those two. Yeah. I'm a huge Eldorado fan. Actually, that's what I'm drinking right now is the Eldorado. And uh, I'm doing like just equal parts Eldorado and Nagori Sake right now. What? I like this idea. Yeah. Okay. And Nagori Sake. Okay. Yeah. I'm doing the three-year three-year Eldorado. But yeah, I love Guyana. Okay. So look, I have to do a plug. I I recently consulted with Pussers. Have you tried their new 15-year-old's? You tried it? So. It just came up. Okay, you got to try it because in past package that had the red label, it was a blend of yeah. rum from Guyana and it had some Trinidad rum, but now it's 100% Guyana. Ooh. Yeah, I saw your eyebrows. It is legit. It's legit. It came out in the U.S. Uh, earlier this year. Plus okay. 15. I mean, it's interesting. Like you try it next to the Eldorado 15 and you'll yeah. see a difference. It's the Eldorado I think they add some sugar to it. There's nothing added to the clusters. It's just a straight up double wooden oh. pot still. I'm nerding out now, but I think if you like Guyana rum. <laughs> that's our, that's, that's, our, that's, that's our jam. Okay. If you think you're nerding out, you, you got to listen to Sailor and Kayla talk about ice. Cause that, well, we, so Kayla and I just, just not just started. We started it two years ago and we're crazy people that do 18 million things as well. We have our own podcast called Love on the Rocks and it's a cocktail 
focused podcast, but the point of it is to get so nerdy that probably no one's ever going to listen to it. And that's fine. <laughs> yeah. You don't care. You like, listen to it later for your own amusement. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's for us. <laughs> and, you know, we, we, well, we did a whole show on just stirring and shaking. I mean, you know, and yeah, yeah we talked for two hours about ice. So we, we would love to have you on and like super nerd out. Like one of my things that I nerd out on is earth, how earth affects the, how the soil affects what you're drinking and how you can taste it. I geek out on that so hard. People are like rolling their eyes and in the back of their heads, like, who are you? <laughs> I mean, look, it's worth paying attention to. Mm-hmm. I recently had a Sazerac. That was the best Sazerac I've had in years. And I know it had to do with one thing. The man knew how to time his stir to get the proper dilution. The oh my God. glass so was held in the fridge at the right temperature. The ice cube was a nice ice cube, but it, the proper dilution at the right time. It was so silky. It was bright. It was fresh. It's so easy to get a flabby Sazerac. It just tastes like watered yeah. down spirit. Yeah. It's really lame. And I was like, thank you. This is why yeah. it's important to know how to stir. And people... I've seen people do it so indifferently and they're not even looking. And it's like, are you looking at the wash lines? Are you aware right. of what's going on in the glass right now? Absolutely. And that's what we were. We, I came back from consult, consulting one night and uh, I was actually there, you know, teaching this bar. Like I had, they had said, I don't know what to do with these spirits. And I said, the meat. And I said, well, let me give you five pages of recipes. And so one of them said, you know, shake the cocktail. And she literally puts the ice in the cocktail shaker and just one, does one of these for two seconds. No, no. Oh, yeah. And I'm just like, <laughs> no. okay, what do I, I'm not teaching them. Like, they haven't paid for me to, and I'm, oh, I was in a weird position. I'm like, what do I do? And she sips it, and they're kind of like, uh, and I'm like, oh, I'm, no. so, I'm, I'm so sorry, but I'm going to need you to actually shake that. And she did like a chuk, a chuk. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> what? they're like we don't like this cocktail and it's like sweetie there is no cocktail you need to shake it first and then it's a cocktail right and i tried Uh. to explain it and these are seasoned bartenders i'm like you need to get the emulsification and you need to get yeah they were in charge of the bar you told me that they were they were the the people running the head bartender and i'm like get out of here what but, okay, that's ridiculous. I, yeah, that's, I mean, look, more work for us, right? It's consulting. It's like, oh, wow, this is terrible. They don't know what's up. All right. So my rate is, yeah, it's like, this is how much this costs. This is when I'm available. Okay. <laughs> so super important question for you. This is the crucial question of the whole show. Are you ready? Okay. Give me a second, y'all. I love it. Drum roll. What is your favorite style of music or some artists that you're like super into? Or was there something specific you were listening to while you were writing your book? Tell us about your music. Well, here's the thing I, I love music of all kinds, providing there's a melody. Okay, so this is a little backstory, but I read about this recent study where music was compiled from Mozart up until now, plugged into a computer and subjected to an algorithm that measured um, the presence of melody and rhythm. And uh, in the 90s, it started to totally disappear. (laughs) 
<laughs> you see his graph and it's like, yeah, music really sucks now because there is, it's because it's not music anymore. It's like sample beats and people, you know, singing nursery rhymes, but that's another topic. Okay. So, um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, wait, what are you talking about? My car, my girl is like, okay, so what are you saying? You know, what is, what is this about? Okay. Did I learn anything? No. All right. Thanks for wasting my time. So what I like is <laughs> you, now I sound car, carmudgeonly, you know, like, I don't know what you should. Oh, please, it's I do just, it all the time. It's bad noise. I know. So, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of over the place. I like to think that I'm an appreciator of, you know, the finer things. Like, I enjoy Mozart. You know, that's something I like to listen to when I'm spending a lot of time alone and just trying to recharge, like, really fun um you know, pop music from the 50s or like the Beach Boys, like kind of like light and kind of silly, but Beach Boys, you know, beautiful melodies, things like that. Um, I really enjoy Daft Punk. Like their last album was sick. Like not only in terms of the yeah. composition, but like the execution of the recording. That is oh, yeah. crazy. Yeah. That oh, was yeah. like one of the best okay. recordings in a while. You know, so really I kind of geek out. Oh God, it's like, get a, get a decent stereo. And listen to that, and you, yeah. there will be no doubt in your mind, like how good yeah. a recording that is. So I appreciate from different perspectives, like, you know, this is good music, this is good art, this is good production, this is good skill, this is good craft, this is good storytelling. Like, um, what's going on by Marvin Gaye? I can't oh. listen to that album without crying. It's oh, so moving. It's so true. It's so real. So it's like, it just depends on what I need at the time. Like sometimes I need to bop. Sometimes I just want to feel like really proud to see somebody killing their craft. And sometimes I need to like be woke. Okay. So, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah. it's all of that. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel I'm like multifaceted. I'm multifaceted y'all. I like, of course, <laughs> of course. Mm -hmm. I like what you say, you know, cause recently when I get angry, I used to put on like metal and be like, all right, just, you know, we're all get it out. Anger it out. Really good. But now I turn on Alabama shakes and I'm just like, girl, Yes. <laughs> I'll just walk around the house going, yes, or I'll be yes, in the Yes, girl. Yes, and then, I, and then I just feel better afterwards yeah. she's telling her truth and she doesn't give a shit. And I'm like, yes, that's what I needed. You know, that's yeah. my level now. <laughs> Daft yeah. Punk is, I love it. I love your choices. Mm -hmm. Great. I love Daft Punk. Super awesome. Well, Shannon, thank you so much. I know that you are doing a press tour and 18 million other things. And I know what that's like. Uh, we appreciate your time and being on our little show. And I know our listeners are going to love it. Yes. And I'm going to make all of them buy your book because it's phenomenal. Um, and if you don't buy the book, you're not allowed to listen to the show anymore. So you're banned. You're, you're banned. <laughs> you're banned from the show. And we would love to have you come on our cocktail show, Love on the Rock, sometime when things calm down for you. And, uh, get super duper nerdy with us i think Geek we out. yeah <laughs> i really enjoyed taking some time to get to know you better and to hear about your passion for cocktails and just being able to chat with the three of you is amazing so i would love to come on your other show and uh you know continue talking about ice <laughs> yeah <laughs> part two and get ready <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and the horror of seeing somebody like do this what I call the limp wrist thing see that yeah. motion and go, yeah. 
Yeah. And I'm like, oh no, this is not going to be good. Yeah, uh, good I, I should leave now. Yeah. Like when that happens, I just like smile. I'm like, thank you. And I have two sips and then I look at my phone. I'm like, I got to go. Oh my God. Okay. I'm going to try. Yeah, someone's falling down a well. I got to run. Yeah, I got to go. Oh my God. Something came up. Thank you. Awesome. Well, thanks again. And good luck with everything you're doing. And hopefully maybe next time you're out in Seattle, give me a shout because I'm there all the time for work. And I cannot wait to see what you do next and to keep talking and I'm going to make a point to make every single cocktail in this book. So Okay, get ready. I tried that. It was really difficult. So (laughs) (laughs) maybe I'll split it with Kayla. Kayla, you do half and I'll do the other half. How about that? I got you. I got you. I'll come by to help you drink it. Yes. And Jenny will drink most. Perfect. I love it. You can have all the pineapple ones. So again, this is Tiki Modern Tropical Cocktails, and um, I ordered it off of Amazon, and it came uh, beautifully and quickly. One of my favorite things before we go about the book is the little ribbon here. So nerdy friends that are book lovers, it comes with its own ribbon bookmark, which I love because I write in my books. I I do. I write in all my books. I circle, I highlight, I put, you know, 10,000 paper bookmarks. Um, And this makes me feel like it's too fancy to write in. So I'm going to leave this one alone. (laughs) We'll see how long I can manage that. And I might cut out the pictures and hang them up. I don't know. We'll see. That's what you do. You buy another book, right? You buy another book you can write in. And then you save that one. I like it. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah. All right. Done. See, she just sold a book. There you go. That's, that's how you do it, ladies and gentlemen. It's my job. I'm just suggestions, you know, just trying to help you out here. I love it. Well, take care, Shannon, and we will see you soon. Thank you again. All so right. Much. Shannon, thank, thank you. you Enjoy Shannon. your weekend. Thank you. Bye. Bye. All right, ladies. Sadly, it's time to say goodbye, but we will return in two weeks with a new episode. So make sure to please hit that subscribe button. Speaking of subscribe, hey listeners, have you written a review for us? No? Well, you better do it. Do it. (laughs) Do it now or else. You might miss future shows and all of the fun. You wouldn't want that. Mm -mm. No. Okay. Well, you know that we love to hear from you. So please follow us on Instagram at pretty good underscore for a girl. And you can ask to join our Facebook group. But if you want to follow us individually, you can find me. At Cadellis. And how about you, Jenny? You guys can find me, uh, Jenny, at Rumder Woman 24-7. Sailor? You can find me as Sailor Retro all over the internets. And um, the podcast network has its own page, too, which is Spirit of Rock. So, you guys, this was such a phenomenal show. Thank you so much for being here tonight. Thank you big time to our guest, Shannon. Um, She is traveling and touring with her book, and it was very, very lovely of her, and she was very gracious to give us so much of her time, and we appreciate it. And again, please get the book, Tiki Modern Tropical Cocktails by Shannon Mustafer. It is a must-read. See what I did there? (laughs) So, thanks for listening, everybody. We will see you next time. Bye-bye.